0: When you combine your behaviors, your habits, with a strong positive sensory signal, that right there makes you want to repeat it. Lift off, and the clock has started. Roger, zero G and I feel fine. You know the vibes. Y'all motivate me, so it's only right to motivate you. Today we're talking about the four laws of behavior change. So without further ado, let's get into it. So what are the four laws of behavior change? Before I get into that, I'm getting a little ahead of myself before uh, introducing the Four Laws of Behavior Change. I just want to highlight and place an emphasis on why it's the perfect time to talk about The Four Laws of Behavior Change. And that is because New Year's is literally right around the corner and what we about to start here. New year, new me, new attitude, all that, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, we all want to be a better version of ourselves, the new me, the newer version of you. But, you know, there's a lot of struggle and conflict when it comes to becoming that new you, that better version of you. So I thought it would be the perfect time to bring out before the year closes here, the four laws of behavior change. So, as I was about to get into, what are the four laws of behavior change? Make it obvious, the first law. Make it attractive, the second law. Make it easy, the third law. Make it satisfying, the fourth law. Make it satisfying. (laughs) yeah because you know that's that's what it's all about, in the end is having that satisfaction, and you know with the world and the way that our mind is programmed, we live in this time of instant gratification, and that is often what conflicts us or stops us better yet from making that change so when it when it comes to bettering ourselves changing for the better, creating these better habits. You know, it, it's all fun and games when the motivation is high, the excitement is high. But what about when that falls? You know, oftentimes we fall short when it comes to making that positive change because we set our expectations too high. We we let the excitement and motivation drive us into starting with too much, you know, or it's more so really about what I'm really need. What I'm really trying to shed light on here is the environment rather than the motivation itself. So environment is very important. Here's why environment is so important when it comes to behavior change. So first thing, make it obvious. Let's say your goal, and I'm using me for an example because this is a goal I had in mind last year. Uh, My goal was to read a book a month. You know, I just wanted to do it. I didn't really have a plan necessarily of how I was going to do it. I was just going to do it, you know, because reading a book a month doesn't seem that hard. You have 30 to 31 days in a month. But I didn't have a foundation necessarily. So now that I have a foundation from following these four laws of behavior change, and I don't want to take credit to any of this information I'm putting out because I was inspired to share this with you all because I've been reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And this book focuses on tiny changes, remarkable results. and atom are the smaller particles that make up a molecule. Our habits, the little tiny behaviors that we do every single day, shape our identity. They determine who we are as a person, because these are the things that compound over time, rather good or bad, that make us who we're set out to be. So back to the example, setting the foundation. First law, make it obvious. So what I do now, I place my book on my desk. That's my spot. It's obvious. I have my book right there on my desk. As soon as I come in my room, I see that book. It's obvious. It's in plain sight, right? Second law, how do I make reading attractive? So what I like to do is play classical music. (laughs) <laughs> and excuse that little um, chime That's uh, actually my notification I'm actually supposed to be reading right now I'm supposed to be perusing <laughs> So The way that I make my reading sessions Or better, my perusing sessions Attractive Is that I like to play my classical music Alright With this classical music It puts me in a very sophisticated Vibe where I am able to just lock in and, and establish that mood. All right, back to the regular voice. How do I make reading easy? Like I said, we often start with our expectations set too high. Rather, that's going to the gym. We anything we we put too much on ourselves instead of being very very simple. Now, what I do is my goal is to is to read. 15 minutes every day, and I do this before I go to sleep, all right? So it's easy to read for 15 minutes, but look, I can make this even easier. If you have a goal for reading, if 15 minutes still seems like too much, try five minutes or maybe even less than that because here's the beauty in, in this uh, part about making your good habits easy, Once you start, for that little time frame, nine out of 10 times, more so 10 out of 10 times, you're going to continue going. Because once you start reading, you're going to want to keep reading. Because there's something that caught your attention just in that little five minutes. It's something of value. So many gems you can stumble upon just by picking up a book. And that's the beauty in that, all right? So I make it easy by... I set a timer, this is what works for me. I set my timer, soon as I uh, turn to my page and I begin reading where I left off, I set my timer and my 15 minutes begin. And like I said, once I get in my mode of reading within that 15 minutes, I usually end up finishing the whole chapter, because who wants to stop in the middle of where they're reading? You're gonna wanna finish the whole chapter because nine to 10 times, you enjoy what you're reading. So that's the third law, you make it easy. The fourth law, make it satisfying. So the other three laws are designed to make the process of performing the task simple. But what makes you repeat the task, the behavior, is the satisfaction that is involved within that process. So you want to make it satisfying in a sense. So as far as reading... The thing that I do to make it satisfying, because the music is what makes it attractive, I usually put on a nice incense. And uh, i trying to think of the name of the incense that I got. But it smells really good, you know? And that, that kind of, that right there is, is a positive sensory signal to, our, to my brain. The programming of the mind knows that in that time, I'm reading. When you combine your behaviors, your habits with a strong positive sensory signal, that right there makes you want to repeat it. And I'll give you, you know, some some examples besides this, the incense, because that may not have hit for you. All right, so like, I'm going to give you a little history real quick. This was in the book, and I... I thought this was very interesting. So chewing gum was something that was brought about in the 1800s. It had been around for a while, but it wasn't until 1891 when Riley, you know, the gum company, started to create flavors for this gum because the first flavors of gum, there wasn't a flavor. It was just bland ingredients. So it didn't have a satisfaction to it. It was just like you were just chewing something. So when Riley, the gum company, added these flavors, spearmint, juicy fruit, you know the rest of them, this gave it a sense of satisfaction. And this skyrocketed into a movement. People started to chew gum everywhere. And then, from a marketing perspective, what Riley started to do, They also added the aspect of this gives you that clean mouth feel. So now the mind has two things of satisfaction. Has the satisfaction of flavor and a clean mouth feel with that minty, you know, toothpaste-like experience. That's the type of satisfaction. And type of sensory signal that you want to have when it comes to your behavior something it doesn't have to be that extreme but this is just an example to to place an emphasis on that and like I said toothpaste you know some it's toothpastes out there that don't have much flavor the ones that make you, the ones that have flavor more so mint different mint and just like mouthwash we can we can, we can say mouthwash for instance Listerine Think about that original Listerine. That Listerine's strong. It may give you a fresh, real fresh feeling, but it's not pleasant. But a mouthwash that has more of a minty, tasty, you know, bedazzling, not bedazzled, but, you know, a little dazzling mint. You know, they come up with all different fancy names. Peppermint flavoring. Those have more satisfaction to them. And even toothpaste, we can go back to toothpaste, toothpaste that kind of foam easily. It makes the experience of brushing your teeth a lot more enjoyable because that experience of the foam lathering when you're brushing your teeth and then you have that mint flavoring combined with it, it just gives it a Mm. You know? And then when you finish, it's like, ah, you know, that type of thing. So what you want to keep in mind going into this new year, um, I probably didn't didn't flow it how I intended to. And maybe I miss missed some things. Maybe I didn't. But I'm going to keep going anyways. <laughs> but what you want to remember going into into the new year is that before – starting that new thing. Most people want to want to start working out. Right. They just want to go to the gym. But you want to approach things differently, more strategically in a sense. You want to you want to play with your brain, play with your mind. It's all mental. Everything starts from a mental perspective. What I do to trigger my mind that it's time to go to the gym when I come from work. I already have my workout clothes, you know, sitting in a specific area. Once I put those clothes on, I've already made the decision that I'm going to the gym. That's the initial step. That that right there is when you made your decision, not when you got there. But since my workout clothes are in a specific spot, it's obvious, right? When I work out, most people, they like to listen to music, make it attractive. You know what I'm saying? Listen to you a podcast. Listen to me. <laughs> or listen to somebody else. Listen to something that's going to satisfy you. Or oh, excuse me, I'm, I'm getting ahead. Something that is attract makes the experience more attractive. Why you are doing what you're doing? Third law, make it easy. So what I do, I used to just say that you know I want to work out every day, every weekday, Monday through Friday. What I do now, I say I'm gonna work out for 30 minutes, and after that 30 minutes, I can leave. A lot of us try to go in the gym. We trying to be in there hours. Hour and a half an hour, and it's dreadful sometimes. you're not even enjoying it. It's a lot of people going to gym and and they when they resting they're resting for long periods of time they're not even fully in tune with the workout. they're doing more resting than working because it's a dreadful experience it's not easy it's a slow grind when it come to you know seeing those results, whatever it is, whether you're trying to lose weight. Whether you're trying to, you know, be more lean, get those gains, you got to grind. And if you make this process easy, you're going to continue to do it. So what I do, I can say when I'm 30 minutes up, I'm out of there. But most of the time, just like when I'm reading, after that 15 minutes is up. And I also use a timer when I'm working out as well. Once I start the workout, once I start the workout, that first workout, that's when my timer begins. I set these timers and they keep me on track. And that is a signal that either I can keep going, but more so I can leave. Like it's done. And if you're really enjoying it, if it's really an attractive experience already, you're going to continue to do it or you can just leave. And the satisfaction at the end of my workout, once I get home, I like to Make me a peanut butter jelly sandwich. More so now, I've been eating me a toasted peanut butter jelly sandwich, and I drink my protein shake. I look forward to that peanut butter jelly sandwich, that toasted peanut butter jelly sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I look forward to that chocolate protein shake going along with my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That is satisfaction. You feel me? So don't go into the new year trying to do too much because you're gonna fall off. Within that first month, within those ninety days, whatever. Don't don't approach it from that perspective. So let's go into the new year. New you, new me mindset with a plan, with a foundation. And if you put into effect the foundations of behavior change, making it obvious, making it attractive, making it easy, and making it satisfying. You gonna win And you gonna be Happy that You came out on time <laughs> So If you wanna keep up With what's new With the I O U Follow the brand page At I O U Motivation I O U M O T V N On Instagram And follow your boy Mr. I O U Motivation At Mr. Underscore, Mister Underscore, I O U M O T V N on Instagram. I hope that you got some sort of value from this episode today. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, stay visionary. The episode was over didn't it <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> nah I just playing right, but you know I just finished listening to the episode um, the raw version <laughs> and you know it's something I wanted to touch on I just wanted to add in here real quick if that's alright with you keep listening we all have this misconception I ain't gonna say we all cause some people don't even know this information but there's a big misconception out there that it takes this amount of days, this amount of months to build a habit. Take that out of your mind. It's not about the days. It's not about the months. What it's really about, it's about the repetitions. And above all, it's about the identity that you aspire To become Once you Look at the identity The who More so instead of the what That's involved With that identity Is gonna be Come a part of you You're gonna feel like Whatever it is Or whoever more so it is That you are trying to become You're gonna become that so, going the new year with an identity-focused approach to accomplishing your goals, rather than a goal-focused outcome-based approach. Look at it. Look at it from an identity perspective. The goal is to not read a book a month, as I said. The goal is to become a reader. The goal is not. To make a million dollars, it is for a lot of people. The goal is to become wealthy. Once you establish that identity, you're gonna get that million dollars anyway. You know? Once you establish the identity as a healthy person, You're going to get those gains, and you're going to lose that weight anyway. It doesn't matter. So look at it from that approach. That's all I had to add. (laughs) Love y'all. Peace.